Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today, we're going to start a brand new series, and this series is entitled Freedom. That's right, Freedom. We're going to get free in Jesus Christ. And today's subtitle is The Golden Ticket and the Red Toolbox. Oh, my Lord. I can I'd wait for you to hear that. The golden ticket and the red toolbox. Now, this is a message that you're going to have to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and just watch the whole thing because I do a lot of visuals there. So you want to see the whole message. It's there on the website, absolutely free of charge. You just have to log on www.kingdomrock.org. Go right there to the homepage and you'll see it right there. It's awesome. The Holy Spirit really moved in a great way. And I want you not only to hear it, but also to see it. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is part number one of the series entitled Freedom. And uh, it is subtitled The Golden Ticket and the Red Toolbox. Oh, by the way, yes, if you would like a copy of your own golden ticket, then just let us know. You can write us at P.O. Box 1285, Bremen, Georgia, 30110. That's P.O. Box 1285, Bremen, Georgia, 30110. And enclose a small envelope. And you know what? We will send you your own golden ticket. Just watch the video. You'll get it. All right. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled The Golden Ticket and the Red Toolbox right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. This is wonderful. Because he lives, that means we live. Amen? All right. Got some things I want to show you today, so we're going to get right down into it today. Today, oh, let's go ahead and pray first. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this day and for everything that you've done, everything that you provided for us. Father, I pray for the anointing that makes preaching and teaching easy. And great Holy Spirit, I pray that you would talk to every one of us. Give us a message that only comes from you, an undeniable word. Lord, wrapping your loving arms around your people, letting them know that you love them and that you care more than they can ever imagine. Bless your people today, we pray. Now, Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. We want to speak from the subject today of, you'll get this, the golden ticket and anybody? And the red toolbox. The golden ticket and the red toolbox. That's going to mean a lot to you in just a few moments. The golden ticket and the red toolbox. Oh, look at there. There's a red toolbox right there. So there must go, it must have to be a golden ticket somewhere. Let's check a look, take a look in our toolbox, see if we can find uh, a golden ticket. Oh, there's a pouch there. It's a money pouch, isn't it? Well, we have there a golden ticket. Isn't that wonderful? Wow, I bet you wish you had one of those, don't you? Well, guess what? You'll have one today before you go. Isn't that awesome? Golden ticket, golden ticket, and the red toolbox. So we'll talk about that as we go on. Do I have your attention today? Now, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Are y'all ready? All right, so as we talk about the golden ticket, the golden ticket assures you uh, that you have been saved. 
assures you that you have been forgiven. It assures you that you are acceptable in the sight of God, that you are righteous. And really, it's a symbol. It's a symbol that says that you are as sure for heaven as if you are already there. This has been paid for in full by God the Father through the shed blood, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Say with me, paid in full. Paid in full. Hallelujah. And the golden ticket, let me tell you this, this is so thrilling and interesting, Gene. Uh, the golden ticket is surrounded by what we call the mystery of three. Say the mystery of three. You're really going to get something out of this. So the mystery three talks about uh, what we call the Holy Trinity, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God's number is three, right? Three, but one. The Father loved you so much that he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus loved the Father so much and you that he was willing to shed his blood, to die a sacrificial death, the death of a criminal, as we saw a moment ago. Die to die in our place so that you and I could have a right to the tree of life. Amen? God knew that we could not be good enough on our own. We cannot maintain uh, a lifestyle that is so good that it makes God just want to uh, overlook all of your sins. No, it's not going to happen. So he gave a sacrifice. Jesus Christ was that sacrifice to save you from your sins. And the Holy Spirit loved you so much that he agreed. Now grab a hold of this. The Spirit of God loved you so much that he agreed to live with you forever. To live in you now, to move inside of you, and you become his temple, and he's going to be with you forever, leading and guiding you into all truth. That's a lot of love. I love you, but I'm not sure if I'm going to be around you all the time. (laughs) Come on. We need some private time somewhere, right? That's how much the Lord loves you. That's how much he loves you. Now, let's talk about the mystery of three. The first mention of the word three or third occurs there in Genesis. Now, I want you to see this. Occurs here in Genesis, the first chapter, verses 11 through 13. Catch this, all right? Are you with me? Catch this. Genesis 11, the first chapter, verse 11 through 13. And it says, and God said, let the earth bring forth grass and Uh, grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so, verse 12, and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind, and God saw that it was... God saw it was good. 13, and the evening and the morning were the third day. Catch this now. So on the third day of creation, God creates fruit-yielding trees. That sounds right. Yes, fruit-yielding trees, fruit trees. All right. What happened on the third day? God created what? Fruit trees. Fruit-yielding trees. trees. Say with me. On the third day of creation... God made made trees trees that yielded fruit. fruit. All right. So now you're Bible scholar, just like that. You know what happened on the third day. The second mention of the word three, T-H-R-E-E, happens in Genesis, the fifth chapter, Genesis 5, verses 23 through 24. And it says this, 
And all the days of Enoch were how many years? 360 and five years. And Enoch walked with God and he was not. Why? For God took him. Think about that. Think about that for a moment. How did, how would that relate to the first mention of the word three? Well, Enoch was so ripe, God plucked him. Are you hearing me? God took him. Praise the Lord. Come on up here. Come on up here. Are you hearing? All right. Now, there are, there are many other things that are very interesting about the number three. Did you know that on the third day, uh, Moses, God told Moses to go take the children of Israel to the Mount, uh, Mount Sinai, and he told them on the third day, I'm going to give you the three commandments. You know also that the, uh, the tabernacle was divided into three sections. That was the outer court, the holy place, and the most holy place. Jonah was in the belly of the whale. Somebody knows how many days? Three days and how many nights? And three nights. In the book of Revelation, the first chapter, verse 14, God identifies himself as he who is, was, and is to come. You know, when Jesus Christ was born, let's talk about Jesus now. When Jesus Christ was born, there were three recorded gifts that were given to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, Jesus also identified himself as the way, the truth, and the life. Isn't that something? And you know, when Jesus started his public ministry, he was 30 years old. Say, what a coincidence. No, (laughs) come on, you got to help me out now. (laughs) No, there, there are none there. You know, Jesus had how many disciples? 12 disciples, but he had an inner core of three, Peter, James, and John. You know, Jesus was in, actually in public ministry for three years. For three years, he was in public ministry. And in the Garden of Gethsemane, uh, closing, coming uh, time for the crucifixion as he was praying, you know, he had to go back and pray three times. You know, when Jesus died on the cross, how many crosses were there? Three, three crosses. Jesus in the middle, we say, and the, the other thieves on either side of him. Isn't that something? You know that Jesus hung on the cross and died at the ninth hour? You know what the ninth hour translates in our time? as three o'clock. Somebody must be hearing this by now. And when Jesus died on the cross at three o'clock, you know how old he was? 33. Somebody knows how many, somebody knows what day Jesus arose from the grave on the my God, I think somebody's trying to get this by now. The mystery of three surrounds. Whenever you see that, usually in the word of God, it means that God is there and he is extremely active. Jesus also fulfilled three of the Old Testament feasts, the Old Testament feasts, which symbolized Christ. The first one that he, that he uh, fulfilled was the Passover. Jesus was our Passover lamb. We know that from the book of Exodus, right? Uh, when the angel of death was going to pass through the land, God told them, hey, take, the, take, a, take a lamb and apply his blood to the doorposts and side posts, right? Well, that lamb symbolized Jesus Christ. Jesus is the lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. He's a lamb that shed his blood so that all could be covered by his blood and so that destruction would pass over. 
Jesus is our Passover lamb. He also fulfilled uh, the feast of unleavened bread. Unleavened bread speaks of sanctification. Jesus was our, Jesus was sanctified for us. And if anybody knows about cooking bread, Belinda knows about cooking bread. She, she cooks oh, some wonderful banana bread. You ought to have some sometime during a, a coffee and donut section there. When you, I've never made it, but I've seen it made on TV. They tell me when you mix ingredients together, you have to put it in the oven. You put it in a fiery place where it is heated, right? All impurities goes away. Don't you know what happened to Jesus after he died on the cross? The Bible says he was three days, three nights in hell in the lower parts of the earth in a fiery place. Hallelujah. What was he doing? He was burning up our sins. Hallelujah. Remember when Jesus was on the cross, the father turned his back. Jesus said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Why did he do that? Because at that moment, Jesus had become the sin offering. All of your sins and my sins was upon him. And the judgment and wrath of God fell down upon Jesus Christ. The father turned away. Jesus, why have you forsaken me? Because the sins of humanity was on him. That was our fault. All of my sins was upon Jesus. All of your sins, those who would receive Christ, all of your sins was upon him. Hallelujah. As our sacrificial lamb, as our substitute on him at that moment. And he hung there and he bled and he died. And he took our sins into the lower parts of the earth, into the lake of fire. There he burned those sins up. Hallelujah. He burned those sins up. Hallelujah. All of my sins burned in the lake of fire forever. Hallelujah. He's the un- he's the he's unleavened bread, sanctified. How do I know that he was sanctified completely? All those sins burned up because he's also and this. And here's the the final feast that he fulfilled. He he's also uh, the first fruits. He also fulfilled what's called the feast of first fruits, the resurrection of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He got up from the grave. Now a sinful man is not going to get up from the grave. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit pulled him up from the grave. Hallelujah. And he now sits on the right hand of the Father. You're not going to have sin on your life sitting right there with God, right beside God. Well, what happened between when he was crucified on the cross and God turned his back to being right there beside the father sitting with him? Our sins were burned up. Hallelujah. There's no more record of your wrongs in the sight of God. That's why he says in, in, um, in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, that you have that he has forever made perfect them who are being made holy. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. So he is our unleavened bread. He burned up our sins. Hallelujah. And he's our first fruits. First begotten of the dead. Now go back to Genesis. Remember what happened in Genesis? What happened on the third day? Fruit. God made fruit yielding trees, right? Well, we happen, what happens on the third day? Uh, Jesus was resurrected. And what fruit was, um, what fruit was fulfilled? The, uh, the, what feast was uh, fulfilled? The, the feast of first fruits. Symbolizing what? God was saying all the way from Genesis that his son would fulfill this and that he would be the first begotten of the dead. Now he's ripe. Pick him. Come on up with me. Hallelujah. Are you hearing? That is so awesome. Jesus paid the price for you and I. Glory to God. He gave you that golden ticket. 
Now, let me show you some scriptures as it relates to this. I want you to see this tract of scripture. So you hang with me, okay? Let me show you what Jesus did for you. At the birth of Christ in Matthew, the first chapter, verses 20 and 21, it says this, talking about Joseph. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Look at verse 21. And she shall bring forth the son, and thou shalt call his name, what? Jesus, which, by, which interpreted means Savior. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall what? Save his people from their sin. Isn't that something? He will save us from our sins. That's, that's what he was born to do. Let's look at John, the first chapter, verse 29. John 129 says this. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming, uh, coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Hallelujah. Jesus was born to take your sins away. Hallelujah. Destined to burn them up. Hallelujah. To make you righteous in the sight of God. Hallelujah. You know, the only reason people go to hell is because they want to. God paid the price for it. Are you hearing me? He paid the price. He prayed that. Now, when Jesus took the sins of the lower parts of the earth, he burned up the sins that that my sins and your sins and the sins of those who were very, very, very wicked, like the the Hitlers or the the Dahmers or or whoever, rapists and axe murderers. He, He did the work so perfectly that even they could be saved. Are you hearing me? That even they could be saved. Glory to God. Now let's look at John, John 3, 16. We know this. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. That is to point a finger at you. Remember, people don't need a finger. They need a hand. Are you hearing? But the world, but that the world through him might be what? Save. Let's look at Ephesians, the second chapter. Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. We're going to look at this out of the King James and New Living Translation. I love the way this reads. We're going to have to kick our leg on that. Mm. Hallelujah. Here we go. Ephesians, second chapter, verse number 8 says, For by grace are you what? Saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the what? Gift of God. Not of works, least any man should boast. God gives you salvation as a gift. Tell your neighbor, it's a gift. gift. Tell him it's a gift. gift. You don't earn a gift. Please don't come to me at my birthday and say, Pastor, I got you a gift. Now, can you give me money, please? No, that's not a gift. If I got to pay for it, it's not a gift. If I'm working for you, and you have my check for $100,000 for my day's work. Praise the Lord. Uh, okay, for a million dollars for my day's work. If I'm working for you and it's Friday and I get my paycheck or you working, let's say that way, and you put in your 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours that week, you've really been working hard. And at the end of the week, the boss comes to you and say, here's your gift. Say, no, no, that's not a gift. That's my pay. I earned that. You want to give me a gift, give me a bonus. That's a gift, something I did not earn, right? God gives you salvation as a free what? Gift. As a free gift. Now, let's look at this in, uh, let's look at the same verse in the the, uh, New Living Translation. It says this, God saved you by his what? 
grace. When you believed, you can't take credit for this. It is a what? Gift from God. Now, I love this part. Let's try to read verse 9 together because it is so powerful. Let's try to go. Ready? Let's go. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this is not a thing where you work and you do well. You knock on so many doors to try to earn favor with God, and then God pays you with salvation. No, God says, I give you salvation as a free gift. Are you hearing? Verse 10 says, for we are God's masterpiece. He, uh, he created us anew in Christ so we can do the things he planned for us uh, long ago. Look at one more, a couple more. Romans 5, Romans 5, verses 6 through 8 says this, for when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for who? For who? For those that were doing right? For those that were good people? He died for who? The ungodly. Say, say with me, he, did, he died for me. Verse 7, for scarcely for a righteous man will, will uh, one die. Yet preventure for a good man some would even dare to die. Think about that for a second. I once was in a ministry uh, a service there in Atlanta, and I asked this question, here, here, this was a sermon title, April. This was a sermon title. I said this, would you die for me? Yes. Oh, well, thank you, sister. <laughs> I love you so much. But there, they didn't react that way. The question was, would you die for me? The Bible says here, the Bible says that for a good man, uh, some would, or for a righteous man, you know, someone who, say you're a good churchgoer, you read your Bible, for a righteous man, some would maybe, one would maybe, maybe do it, scarcely do it. You say, well, I'm good too. I, I, you know, it ain't going to happen. Sorry. But the Bible says, it says, then it says, uh, yet preventure for a, a good man, someone even dare to die. That is someone who is making a difference in this world. Someone that is feeding the, feeding the poor and, 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 and the homeless, and they're active in doing good things for the community. They're bringing glory to Jesus. And, and you say, well, the world is a better place for you to be in here. They're shooting. <laughs> yeah, I'll take a bullet for you because the world is a better place because you're here. Jesus said, so for a righteous person, someone that's read your Bible, you're doing pretty good, maybe, mm, scarcely, maybe you'll find somebody, kind of, maybe, but for someone that is really doing the work of God, who is really like Christ in the world, and you say, wow, the world's a better place because you're here, okay, yes, people are more active to say, yeah, bullets coming, boom, yes, oh, oh, oh it's all right, it's, don't worry, you just... Oh, you just keep on just doing what the Lord, oh. <laughs> Yet preventure for someone who's really doing the work, someone would even dare to die. But look at this. It says, but God commendeth or demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. 
Here's the final question. You see a man on the street. You see the axe murder. You see the, the rapists. You see the, the child molesters. You see the, the Hitlers. How many are going to go and give their lives for them? But God said, I love you so much in your condition. I'll send my son to die for you. They won't do it, but I see great value in you. So I'll do it myself. I'll make myself a body in the form of my son. I'll put on human flesh and I'll live in the earth and I'll die a sacrificial death for folk that don't even deserve it. Somebody got to see the love of God in that. For people that will spit in his face, that will mock him and abuse him. He said, I'll do it. I'll do it. God did it himself. Come on now. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Romans 5 again. Romans 5, 17 through 19. Listen how this reads. For the sin of this one man, Adam, caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his what? And his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Look at verse 18. Jesus, uh, uh, rather, I'm sorry, 18. Yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone. But Christ's one act of righteousness. Say with me, one act. What act? His death, burial, and resurrection. Are you hearing me? That one act. But Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life for everyone. Because one person disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person, Jesus Christ, obeyed God, many will be made righteous. Hallelujah. Now, you got to grab a hold of this. Why did you become a sinner? Someone says, oh, pastor, that's a stupid question. I'm sorry. That's an unintelligent question, pastor. You know why I am called a sinner. Why is that, brother? Because I sin. (laughs) Duh. And I would tell you that in accordance to the word of God, That is as wrong as two left shoes. It says, because of Adam's sin, we were made sinners. It was already done when you were born. Labeled sinner. And the older you grew, you found out that that was true. Can somebody say amen to that? Through the sin of Adam, you became sinner. So you cannot take credit for your sinful status. For the sinner status. You can't take credit. It was done for you. Just like you can't take credit for your righteous status. It's done for you through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Adam made you a sinner, but Jesus makes you righteous. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. You got to get that. So when you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you stand not in your righteousness, in things that you've done, you stand in what Jesus has provided for you. God gave you a golden ticket. Somebody's excited about that today. He gave you a golden ticket. So with this golden ticket, now this symbolizes the golden ticket, all right? The price that Jesus paid for you and I, this symbolizes that. So with this ticket, 
You take it with you with the glory. Hallelujah. You go to the gate. You say, admit one, please. It's already been paid for. Thank you very much, sir. Hallelujah. 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 You didn't earn this ticket. You didn't buy this ticket. This ticket was a free gift given to you by God through the sacrificial death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Say with me, I got my ticket. If you're born again, you got your ticket. You say, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm saved or not. Well, today you get your ticket. Hallelujah. We're going to repent and come before God and give our lives to him. And God will give you this spiritual, this is a natural thing here. He'll give you that assurance in your heart that you are a child of the most high God. Hallelujah. Regardless of what you've done, I've done so much wrong. How can God want me? Listen, you can't take credit for being a sinner and you can't take credit for being made righteous. Hallelujah. God said, I've done this for you. Now you've got to do is receive it. Now, say with me, the golden ticket. Now, if you're going to die at the very next moment, like the thief on the cross, remember? Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He died at that next moment. Hallelujah. And because of that, he didn't need a red toolbox. Now, I want to tell you about this red toolbox. Y'all with me today? This red toolbox has the things that God has designed and designated, yes, designated for us to do. We got to do a little switch over now. Come on and help me out. These are things, come on, you can help me out now. There are things that God has given to you in this red toolbox. Now, yours may be blue toolbox. It may be pink. I don't know, maybe polka dot. But this is something that is spiritual. Here again, this ticket is something that's natural here, but there's a spiritual meaning behind it, something that God has given to you. Same thing about this toolbox there. Now, in this toolbox, God has given to you everything that you need to live a godly life. Everything that you need to overcome the devil. Because understand something, unless you're going to die after you give your life to Jesus immediately, unless you're going to die then, understand we're here still in a war zone. There are devils and demons and fallen angels and all this stuff, wars, rumors of wars, diseases, calamity, rape and robbery, all this bad and negative stuff is happening all around us. But yet and still, you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. You're becoming like Christ. You are now a citizen of heaven, a child of God Almighty. Now you're born again. Wow, and if you could look at, look at us. We're glowing, but we're still living among darkness. So God says, all right, it's not your time to come home just yet. You're going to have to stay there. Your ticket is already paid for. I paid for it. But I've given you some things that you need to help you while you sit down here. Are you hearing? Now, the things that are in this box, you can choose not to use. Because after all, you already got your ticket. But if you refuse to use these items in the box, you're going to make your life hard. And it's not God the Father that's making your life hard because you refuse to use items in the box. 
Because every item in the box is meant to counteract something evil that's down here. Are you hearing? Let's say there's a deadly there's a deadly virus out there. Well, there's an inoculation in the box. You say, hey, uh, I don't want to take that. Okay. Well, you're going to have needless suffering. You can go through a lot of things that you shouldn't go through simply because you didn't use what was in the box. Now, listen to me. Some people have made the items, some items that are in this box, some people have made them religious and said, you've got to do this in order to be saved. But Jesus didn't die and was resurrected to bring you religion. He did that to bring you relationship. He gave you tools, not torment. He gave you blessings, not bondage. So when you see these items that are coming out this box, I want you to see these as opportunities that God has given you. Weapons in many cases that he has given you in order for you to live in this life saved. A saint of God. Now, by the way, you know, when you, when you claim Jesus as your Lord and Savior, when he's really your Lord and Savior, God calls you saint. And I don't need any confirmation from the Vatican to say I'm a saint. The Bible says I'm a saint of God. The Bible says you're a saint of the most high God. Come on, somebody. My afro's going to grow in a minute. Come on now. You're a saint, Stephanie. I'm a saint. I'm a saint. Now, come on. You're going to say it one day with power because you're really going to believe it. The word saint means holy one. Holy one. So you declare, I'm a holy one of God. I'm a child of God. I'm born to triumph. Are you hear me? God made you a victor and not a victim. He made you above and not beneath. Are you hearing? You are a child of light. Hallelujah. So, again, many people have taken these and said, this plus Jesus equals salvation. No, my salvation's already been paid. Are you hearing me? So everything in this box that I need is neat. God gave it to me out of his wisdom for me to live successfully in this life. Anybody ready to see what's in my box? How many people are ready to see what's in the box? Okay, well, to do that, I'm going to need a volunteer. I'm going to need an adult volunteer to help me, an adult volunteer. Whose hand? Whoever comes up first. All right, come on up. Come on up. I saw your hand first. Come on. All right, come on. She coming. All right, come on. Very good, very good, very good, very good. Let her. All right, what is your name, sister? Lacey. Lacey. Good to see you, Lacey. All right, she's going to be my volunteer here who's going to help. All right, now, Lacey, we've got a red toolbox here. Now, inside of your toolbox, now, these are things that you need for your assignment in life. Okay? But there are some basic things that's in everybody's toolbox, and that's what we'll be doing today, showing you those basic things that's in everybody's toolbox. Now, again, everybody has a toolbox, but there are some things in life that are specifically designed for me. Like in my toolbox, I've got a microphone in there. In my toolbox, I've got a computer for editing. Your toolbox, you may have a, a wrench for you know, fixing cars. Somebody else may have a, a spatula for cooking. These are tools that God has given you to do the things that he's called you to do. Does that make sense? But there are some basic things that God gives to 
everyone. All right, Lacey, let's open it up. Ooh. Ah. Oh, look. And there are how many, how many little things in here, Lacey? There are four little toolboxes in here. So, Lacey, you're going to need four little children to help you. I wonder whoever the first one is, first four people that come up. Lacey's going to pick you, so come on. All right, Lacey, go ahead. One, two, you need two more, Lacey. All right, we got four. We need four people. All right, very good, very good, very good. All right, now, now. All right, come on, four volunteers. I want you to come on this side over here. All right, very good, very good, very good. Come right here, very good. Now, I hope none, neither of you are wanted because we're streaming live around the world. All right. <laughs> All right, no marshals, no witness protection program, so we're good, right? All right, very good. All right, Lacey, would you give them uh, those four items that are in this toolbox? And Lacey is going to give you, she's going to pass them out. There are toolboxes within a toolbox. Isn't that something? All right. So y'all hold those just for a second. Don't open them just yet. All right. All right. Thank you, Lacey. Very good. Now, everybody has something in their toolbox. Now, so, all right, Lacey, this is what I need you to do as well. I need you, you're going to take this tape and I'll tell you, come on this side over here. You're playing a good Vanna today. All right, Vanna, Lacey, there you go. All right. Very good. Now, I'll tell you what to do. You can stand on the other side of that. Okay. Very good. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what to do with that in just a moment. She wants to know, isn't that something? Aren't these brave souls that have come up? Oh, wonderful. Okay, now face the camera now. Your public is waiting. Face the camera. Face people. All right. Now, in these toolboxes, they have uh, papers in them. Now, when they open them up, Lacey, uh, we're going to open those up. Todd, let's get a microphone over here microphone. And uh, when they open them up, I need you guys to say what they are. And then Lacey, you take that paper and I want you just to tape it where everybody can see it on the board. Okay. She is so good. You have a couple of items just like this. You can give her that. Yeah. Give, go ahead and give her the microphone and turn that down just a little bit. It's a little bit too hot. All right. You find some papers here again. These are items that God has given you. These are not for salvation. You've already received your salvation in the golden ticket. Yes. But these are items that are in our toolboxes that will help us live in this life successfully and victoriously. Amen. You can choose not to use any of them and go throughout life with a closed toolbox on the side. And people that do that usually go before God and say, Lord, why didn't you ever help me out? Why didn't you help me out? I live such a miserable life. Why are you doing Jesus? He'll have to tell you, I gave you a toolbox. I gave you tools to use. Here's the first tool. There are 12. I came up with 12 basic tools. Now, I'm sure you're a lot smarter than I am, so you can come up with a whole lot more. But I come up with 12 tools. Lacey, let's put the first one up here. Look at this one. What does that say? Daily confession of the word. Daily confession of the word over your life. That's your first tool. Confessing God's word over your life. The world tells you you're next to nothing. Jesus says you're everything. The world says you hate it. Jesus says you're loved. You're so loved and accepted. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. 
The world says, you know, you're not perfect, but God said through Christ, I have made you perfect. The world may tolerate you, but Jesus celebrates you. Are you hearing? Glory to God. So, daily confessing word of God, you can say, Jesus loves me. He celebrates me. Second one I have here is what? Daily repentance. Daily repentance. Isn't that something? Confessing my sin before the Lord on a daily basis. Yes, Jesus has forgiven me of all my sin. They're, they're, they're burned up in the lake of fire. But what do I do when I continue to mess up now? I confess that thing before the Father. And your confession brings that out of the darkness into the light where it is burned up. Hallelujah. Where it is consumed in the Lord's presence. And you continue to confess that thing before the Lord. And you notice it's just like a, a, a squid with, low, you know, those eight leg things, tentacles. Thank you. Uh, what did I say? Aquapus, art, whatever. Yeah, it's one of those things. And the more you confess before the Lord, it pulls off another one and 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 it, and, and, until it breaks it completely off your life. Now, let's see what's in our toolboxes. All right, everybody open your toolboxes. All right, and begin to hand some of those to Lacey one at a time. All right, whoever has one, go ahead and hand it over to Lacey one at a time. All right, what do you have there, Lacey? Ooh, I feel like a drum roll. Let's see, let's see. Prayer, praying in the spirit and with the spirit. Perfect! Prayer, praying in the spirit and with the spirit. You can choose not to do that if you like. But remember, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will help you to pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praying is where you get to know your father. Let's, what's, what's another one? She's going to read it. Oh, go ahead, read it. Regular church attendance. Oh, regular church attendance. Let's put that up. Yes, she's going to do that. You can choose not to do that if you want to. But here's where you get fed and you, and you learn of God. And you begin to fellowship one with another. And you find people that are here to help you, help to nurture you. Here's where iron sharpens iron. You can choose not to come if you like because what? You are to have your golden ticket. But when you get in trouble... You're out there all by yourself, Lone Ranger. All right, what's the next one? What we got? Fasting. Fasting. Oh, Jesus, knockout punch. Some demons won't leave you. Some stuff won't go unless there's fasting and prayer. Read your own Bible. You can choose not to fast if you want to. That's your right. You've got your golden ticket. All right, let's go next. What's the next one? You, you can take turns reading. It's fine. Giving, tithes, offerings, sow seed. All right. Giving, giving, and tithes and offerings and sowings of seed. You can choose to keep all your money. After all, you work for it. It's all your money, your blood, your sweat, and your tears. And you can feed it all upon yourself and not give to the work of Christ Jesus. But as you understand something, the spirit of poverty will always rule over your life. And you realize you'll never have enough because you're not acting in God's economy. Amen. God says, given it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shed together, running over, shall men give into your bosom. This is how the blessings of God flow. If God can get it to you, he will get it through you. Yes. But you can choose not to do it because you still have your ticket. Amen. It's not a question of salvation. You're already saved because you received Christ. But these are things that will help you live successfully in this life. What's, what's the next one? Go ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead and read. Receiving communion. Receiving communion. Yeah. 
You can choose not to receive communion. Y'all get nothing, y'all get nothing ready as I, as I explain. Y'all can take, take it over to her. That'd be good. You can receive not to take communion. You can, you, you can say, I don't want to honor the, the, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. I don't want to do that. Well, the Bible says you'd be weak, sickly, and die prematurely. So you can choose not to honor the Lord's table. After all, you've got your ticket. You already set for heaven, but you're still living down here. Let's see what's the next one. What's the next one? Bible study. Bible study. You can choose not to study your Bible and stay ignorant. You can stay ignorant of spiritual things. And when the devil comes against you to attack you, you don't know what to do. You don't know what the Lord says in his word. So you can choose not to study your Bible. It's not a matter of salvation. You're already saved because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. You can remain ignorant if you want to, but you're making yourself defenseless. What's the next one? Worship and praise to God. You can choose not to worship God if you want to. You can choose not to celebrate him and honor him. But understand something. When you do, the Father blesses you. This is your communing time with him. And he fills you up when you get in his presence. Hallelujah. But you can choose not to thank him and give him glory. You're still going to heaven. You got your ticket. But the Bible tells me, too, when the praises go out, the blessings come down. And you'll find also in many times in the Bible when the people of God praise God, the walls that were holding back their blessings fell down flat. Hallelujah. So you can choose to let your blessings be held up behind some wall. That is your choice. I'll just ask God to give me what was belonging to you. I I thought it was funny, Brother Stigall. I thought it was funny. (laughs) You got your golden ticket. You're still going to heaven. What's the next one? Baptism of the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit. You can choose not to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can choose not to give God all of your life. You can choose not to uh, operate in the gifts of the Spirit and in the fruit of the Spirit. You can choose not to pray in the Spirit. You can choose not to do that. But remember, the Holy Spirit is here to help you in your weaknesses because oftentimes you don't know what to pray. But he, the Holy Spirit, will lead you into what to pray. You can pray with him, and you can pray in the Spirit. You can choose or not to. You can choose to only pray in your understanding. It is up to you. After all, you still have your, you still have your golden ticket. What's the next one? Water baptism. Water baptism. Somebody said, I thought I had to be baptized in water to be saved. Consider the thief on the cross. Was he baptized in water? But yet and still, Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Water baptism is something that you should do. And we should make a public, uh, a public display of what Jesus done for us. That we should go the way that Jesus did. He was baptized in water. He's our perfect example. We should all be baptized as well. Hallelujah. I can choose not to do it. I'm still saved. I still have my still have my golden ticket. What's the next one? Bible reading. Bible reading. Oh, my God. I can choose to let my Bible sit on the counter. As much dust on it, I can dust it every day with more dust. I can choose never to read and never to open it. But here again, still going to be ignorant, not knowing God's promises in my life. After all, I still have my golden ticket. Is that all of them? Yes, sir. Awesome. Give them a hand, would you? Wow. Take a bow. Wow. All right, you get to keep your boxes. Go on home and have a great day. Hallelujah. Give Lacey a hand. Praise the Lord.
Lacey, we're going to give you this one too. Hallelujah. But hold on for a second because you've got to do something else. Now you saw the things that were in the toolbox. All those things, let me put this over here. All those things were in the toolbox. Basic things that every born again believer should do. You should be doing. Are you hearing? You can refuse to do any of this. But all of this is here to help you live a fulfilling and abundant life in Christ. All these things are here to help you live like Christ in this world. All these things are here even to help you to defeat your enemies. For your survival. Oh, did you hear her? She's got it going on. You can get a high five award in a minute. I'm, keep messing with me, I'm telling you. So it's for your survival. Now, if you're going to be saved and die today, I hope not. I don't want any more funerals. I want us all to go up in the rapture together with Jesus. Hallelujah. But if, if, people, if someone were saved at all today and he died right now, we'd need it. You understand? You wouldn't need it. Wouldn't need it. But if you're going to remain on the earth, you're going to need it. Are you hearing? Now, there are some things here. I want, to see, I want to see a couple of scriptures. We see here in Ephesians, the second chapter. Look at this. We read this before. I'm going to read it again. Look, at what, look what's underlined in verse number nine. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done. None, so none of us can boast about it. All these are good things, but they're not a reward. Jesus doesn't say to you, do this, and then you'll be saved. You find a lot of places that will tell you, you want to be saved? Okay, well, come receive Jesus. Then you got to, you got to come to church. You got to stop paying. If you don't pay a tithe, you're going to hell. If you don't do this and that, you don't get baptized, you don't read your Bible, you don't fast, well, that's not right. You're not going to be going to heaven. No, you say, no, no, no. Slow your roll, Mr. Devil. I'm saved because of the work that Jesus Christ has done. When people tell you, Jesus, the work of Jesus, plus this, they're preaching to you another gospel. Your salvation is fully complete in the work of Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? Fully complete in what Jesus has done. Now, in God's mercy, he gives you this because you're still down here. You're going to need this because you're still here. Does that make sense to you? Let's look at this next scripture here. Come on. Look at Philippians. Uh, really, the last part. Go down one more. Philippians 4, verse 9. It says, those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, what? Do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Now, some people are thinking this. Oh, here's Mr. Buzz helping us out today. They say, what? I can't do this. What? It's too hard. What? It's just not natural. Because all these things here, you're fighting upstream. Your fleshly man doesn't want to read the Bible. You want to watch TV, watch some Netflix. You don't want to give him tithes and offerings. You want to keep your money. I can't get nobody to talk to me. Right? You don't want to fast. You want to eat. By the way, we're going to be having some hot dogs in a little while, so I'm just telling you that. <laughs> right? 
These are things you don't want to, people, why I got to be baptized? Why, why I got to be filled with the Holy Spirit? If I do that, he's going to be in my business. I want to keep my own business. <laughs> the natural man rejects this because these things are spiritual. Yes. And you need God to help you do God things. Turn to your name and tell him, you need God, need God. to do God things. So if you try to do these things without God, it becomes a snare to you. It becomes a trap to you. It becomes bondage to you. People say, well, unless I said my Bible, you know, I don't, I don't feel saved. You know, I haven't been to church in a while and I just, I just don't feel saved. You know, I, just haven't, I haven't taken communion in a while and I just don't feel saved anymore. I just don't feel saved anymore. You know, I haven't, I haven't really sang to God in praise and worship. I just don't feel it anymore. I don't feel saved. None of this have anything to do with your salvation. Amen. The work has been completed. But if you don't feel him, maybe it's because you've neglected him. Repent. Get back in his presence. And you'll be like Buzz here. Saying what? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me to infinity and So we're going to call on Lacey here to help us to let me show you this last thing here. Lacey, come on. I want you to stand right here. Lacey's going to do this. Come on, stand right up there. Oh, I bet you had no idea you'd be doing this today. Hold that golden ticket. Here is what it should look like. Every born-again believer standing with your golden ticket, standing on the tools that God gave you. Life gets hard. Oh, look. You're going to get a five-star award today, a five-star award. (laughs) I already gave you the toolbox, Lacey. Come on. When life gets hard and rocky and begins to reel, don't worry, she's standing on a firm foundation. When the floods of life come, don't worry, she's standing on a firm foundation. Hallelujah. Darkness is through the land and people don't know what to do, but it's all right, she's standing on a firm foundation. Hallelujah. She knows what to do when that devil comes. Hallelujah. She knows what to do when sickness comes. Hallelujah. She knows who to call when she's in trouble. She's in the fellowship. She receives communion. She spends time with God. She's growing spiritually. She's becoming a daughter of the most high God. Go ahead. Didn't God say, if I'm with you, who is against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? Now she's preaching. Oh, my God. Give this woman of God a hand. Go ahead and step on down. Oh, take your toolbox. Hallelujah. Give him a hand, I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. So I want you to see that picture. Whenever you're going through things and things are going wrong and all that, I want you to remember Lacey. She was holding that, her golden ticket up, holding that golden ticket, standing on the word, standing on the things that God gave. Are you going through this because you've neglected this? 
Now you're still born again. If you receive Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're still born again. You're going to heaven. Hallelujah. But you don't have to live in misery here on the earth while you wait. Let me say that again. You don't have to live in misery here on the earth while you wait. You can live a fulfilling and productive and joyful life in Christ Jesus. You can thrive. Hallelujah. You can thrive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And people will see your life and say, hey, I want to meet this Jesus. I want to meet this Jesus. Now, this toolbox does not mean that stuff won't happen to you. But it does mean that when it happens, you're going to put something on it that it can't take off. What, Debbie, you want to come to me? You sure you want it? I've been waiting for you, boy. Come on. Woo! <laughs> it's Kingdom Rock. I'm sorry. That's what we do. Are you hearing me? I feel like I want to sing, but I'm not. I might. Golden tickets. Golden tickets. Now, these just symbolize salvation. If you have not received Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of your life, it doesn't matter. You can have a thousand of these and still go to the basement after you die. By basement, I'm not talking about under the house. I'm talking about lower parts of the earth, deep into the fire. These papers only symbolize something. You receiving Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's what it's about. You can take this and you can frame it and put it in your house. And every time you say, I don't feel saved today, I don't feel saved today. Let it remind you, the Bible verses on here to remind you, yes, you are a child of God. Yes, you have received the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of your life. And then you go back in your toolbox. Let me pick up my Bible again. Let me get back in church. Let me pray. Let me worship the Lord in thanksgiving. Get back in your toolbox. I don't have any money. Have I been giving? No. Let me start giving again. Are you hearing? Let me start giving again. I've been doing something wrong. All those things can't save you. Jesus did that work. Now, right now with every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place today and you say, I don't know if if I'm saved or not. I don't know if I've received Jesus as my Lord and Savior or not. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. 
And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.